Good morning, everyone. My name is Prophetess Lou. Welcome to the Glory Room. I hope you all are having a blessed day. Let's get started with a word of prayer, then we get on with our devotional. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Father God, we ask as we partake in this word that you give us wisdom and knowledge, that you help us apply it to our lives, Father God. Father God, whoever's reading it or whoever, whoever's listening to it, Father God, bless them. Keep them, Father God. Help them grow. Father God, we just thank you for today, and we, we ask you to just walk with us today and give us your strength. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Verse of the day, 2 Kings 8 and 1. Elisha had told the woman whose son he had brought back to life, take your family and move to some other place, for the Lord has called for a famine on Israel that will last for seven years. Topic, walking in obedience in a difficult season. Affirmations, I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it if you like. I am trusting the process. I am leaning on my God. I am happier. I am content. God will always let his people know before something is going to occur, but it's up to us to hear him. God will always let us know when, when we went to let go of something, but it's up to us to hear him. God will always tell us when we are heading into a certain season in our life, but it's up to us to take the necessary steps to heed the opposite, to head the opposite way and hear him. A lot of times we go through certain things because we think we can change everything. Or we could put everything under control and we can't. When God tells us to step away or to move, to, we need to move. We can't second guess or try, try to change, change his mind. We can't. We must be obedient. In this verse today, Elijah had just healed the Shemite's woman's son. And Elijah got word from God about what would happen to her life or the life of others. In this, this woman could have said, no. I'm fine here. She could have ignored the warning from the man of God and been in disbelief. But instead, it tells us in verse two, she did this. The woman proceeded to do as the man of God said. She and her family went away and stayed in the land of the Philistines seven years. Obedience is what we must do to build a relationship with God. We can sit here and go back and forth with him or we can do as he says, because at the end of every test and every problem, he will take care of his children. He will make it as if nothing was never gone, because contrary to the belief, he wants to take care of us. He wants to see us happy. He wants to provide for us. He's not a God that seeks to make us miserable within his plan. He desires to do good for us. Everything he has planned for you and I are to bring us closer to him. Everything he has planned for us is to take care of us. Verse six, the king asked, <clears throat> sorry, the king, <clears throat> the king asked a woman about it and she told him, then assigned an official to her case and said to him, give back everything that belonged to her, including all the income from her land from the day she left the country until now. If the Shemite woman had been angry and disobedient, she didn't take heed. If she didn't take heed to the famine that he said was coming, she probably would never have been gotten anything back. But what she did was complete obedience towards God. She knew that if God allowed Elijah to bring back her child or to awaken her child, she knew God would take care of her. She trusted the plan. She trusted in God most of all. Who is going through a season with less or dry season today? Who is asking God how long? Who is looking for the end of a famine that's in their life? It could be a famine of financial issues. It could be a famine of less of what we want. It could be a stagnant and stagnation in your walk with God. We must trust the plan to be obedient. And that 
whatever he takes, wherever he pulls us away from, wherever he pl places that hold on, he will give back to us if we are obedient to his will. Isaiah 61 and 7 says, instead of your shame, there should be a double portion. Instead of your dishonor, there should rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, there shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. God is calling us to a double portion of what we lost. God is calling us to rejoice through the drought. He is trying to bring, he is trying to bring contentment into our situation, but we must accept the plans and walk through this season. God is calling us out of our confused places. God is calling us out of the places we shouldn't be. God is calling us out of our disobedience to obedience. Some are waiting for a sign, but God has already spoken to you. How long will you wait? How long will you rest in your mess, your problems, and instead of lying at his feet? Today, God is calling us out. God is calling us to hold on to the plan and not to look back. God is calling us to miss the to not to miss the opportunity that He has given us. God is trying to open the door, but He is calling for obedience first. Allow God to be what you need by trusting and listening to Him. The woman in the story left everything to go somewhere she didn't know, and when she came back, she He gave everything back to her. She almost lost her son. She turned around. She lost her house back to back. No rest in her test. But how do you think she felt? How do you think she held it? She held it with grace. We must do the same. Trust the process. Prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you. We thank you for the dry places we are in. We thank you for what you're about to do. We thank you for never leaving us. We thank you for caring for us. Lord, we give you everything, every problem, every worry, every heartache. We place our every fear at your feet. Father, breathe life back into us. Breathe life back into the dead life, dead spiritual life. Father, we ask you to direct us out of our season of famine into your hands. We ask you to direct back to us. We ask, you to, we ask you to direct us back to you. Lord, thank you for all things. Father, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So the topic today is walking obedience in a difficult season. We all have different seasons in our life. Some might not like the season that they're in. Some get pushed into the season with their disobedience. Some, get, some are in the season that they're in because it's, it's time to grow. But whatever season that you're in, we must do it with grace without complaining. Because when we complain, we seem ungrateful. When we complain, we seem like we don't trust the plan. When we complain, it makes God feel like after everything I brought you through, you think I can't bring you through this. But while we're going through these seasons, we must figure out what kind of season we're in. The moment that you figure out that you're in some type of season, another, ask the, ask the Holy Spirit, what season am I in? What, what season am I heading towards? Did I do something to allow this to occur? Because when we're disobedient and we're not repenting and we're not turning away, we come into a dry season. That's going to happen. It, it's bound to happen because we're not allowing the light of God to, to lead us anymore. We're allowing our emotions and our flesh to lead us. I had some more notes I wanted to add to the devotional, but I knew it would be pretty lengthy. So I didn't add them. So this is steps that we can take to make sure that we are taking the necessary steps into going through a drought in a 
right way. Step one, to get through a rough season, we must allow ourselves to rest in God and allow his word to rest in our hearts as well. When we're going through there, we, we can't, we cannot just dismiss the Bible. During any season of whatever season you're going through, you need to apply the word. You need to be in it heavy. I mean, you need to be page turning, applying, spreading the blood, applying promises to your life. You need to be doing everything you can to hold on to the word of God and stand firm on it. Because during some dry seasons or some seasons in your life, you're going to have the enemy attack. And he's going to say different things, do different things that cause you to, to be shaky. But if you're staying in the word of God, that's that that right there is your sword. It's going to keep you protected. It's going to keep you grounded. But as long as you're doing the things that you should be doing, the enemy can come, but he won't scare you. Step two is we must be ready for change. Jesus wants to take every day to evolve us into some into strong people. But if we're going to ignore him and be disobedient, we, we won't make it through the season we're in. Every season comes change. Either it's change that he's told you to leave this alone. You're in the season of disobedience in a dry season. So he told you to leave this alone. So he's giving you opportunity. Or you're in a season of growth and he's trying to tell you, okay, you're you're not on milk anymore. Let that go. Let's go on to something else. You see what I'm saying? We must be a people that pay attention and hear God's voice. And we have to be ready to change. That is part of being a Christian or walking in the light of God or walking with the Holy Spirit. You will change. That's if you allow it to happen. You will change daily. You should be changing daily, but if not, you should be changing. Step three in this season that you're in is paramount that you take his, take this time to see what he wants from you. It's essential that you take what you what's going what you're going through and ask on what's going on. Take your time. Pray to God. Ask God, hey, I don't understand what's going on. Hey, why am I in this season? I thought I marked, dotted every I and crossed every T. What did I do wrong? What am I lacking in? Why is this season here? It's okay to ask, but do not ask in such a way that so it comes off high. We can't come to God in a prideful way. We're coming to the most God high. It says come boldly before the throne of grace, but it doesn't say come with a... Uh, a disrespectful, haughty attitude. It's a difference. Last but not least, worship him. Every day for the for the struggles, rush worship him every day through the season you're in, and he will take take your praise and lead you through peaceful, to through it peacefully. Worship him and align your heart with him. We must align our heart with God. We must do it. Um, I'm just going to tell you this real quick. I'm going to add these to the bio and I'll do the reference. I'm not going to do the further reading because it'd be too much. I'm going to add this to, to, to the bio. So anyone wants to know the steps that you should do, they're there. They're, they're not on the devotional. If you um, want a printed copy of the steps, I can send them to you. But the last step is says worship. A lot of people forget that you must worship God. You, you, we're here to worship him. The trees worship him. The birds worship him. The wind worship him. We must worship God with spirit and truth. And those that can speak in tongues, speak in tongues and talk to your father. Allow your spirit man to tell God what you're feeling, to tell God what you need. And he knows, but it's the point of doing it and, and trusting that, trusting the process. But we must start being a people that apply these things to our life when we're going through a season. I can sit here and tell you 
what season I think you might be in. I, I could tell you, you know, a dry season is this, a, a famished season is this, a blah, 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 this, and the But this steps here apply to any season you're going through. You don't have to second guess these steps. This is not a formal, but these are steps that I use when I went through a, a dry season, or I went through a, a rough patch, or I went through a growth. Because as we're growing in God, we, we need to be fed. We, we, he expects you to feed yourself. He expects you to take care of yourself. Just like when we was maybe five or six, our parents sat us down. They told us when to eat. They, they told us when to go to sleep. They told us when to go to bed. But when we turned 16 or 17, they, they said, okay, food's on the table. Come eat. Okay, they expect you to come eat. They expect you to know. You see what I'm saying? They expect you to know. But when we was younger, we didn't know. As we mature in Christ, we must know what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And if we're in the unknown, just like a teenager, go to your father and ask, hey, what's going on? What, what do I need to do? What do I need to fix? Let's try to get some reference verses in. So the first reference verse is Psalm 68 and 6. If you have your Bible, go to Psalm 68 and 6. If you have the um, your paper Bible, I still using the NLT. Um, okay, verse six. God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. But He makes the rebellious live in a sun scorched land. It says here He placed the lonely in families. He set the prisoners free and gives them joy. We're gonna look at that one part. He gives the prisoners. He set the prisoners free. He set the prisoners free and gives them joy. We were prisoners. When we're in dry places, we, we're, we're stuck in that spot. But when we invite God in, he gives us joy. He gives us an unspeakable joy. If you notice the Shemite woman, she didn't question it. Even though she just lost her son, even though she she she's told us a famine in, the, in, in this side of town that's going to affect dozens of people, you must go. She didn't gripe. She was a little upset. Sorry, that's my alarm for prayer. Um, she wasn't upset. But what she did was she was obedient. And that brought God so much joy. And it, the, the Bible doesn't tell us what she do or what she said. It just tells tell us she went. When we were prisoners of this world, we didn't have peace. We wasn't obedient. But when we believe in God, when we trust his plan, we must be obedient and we must accept what's going on. And when we do, when things happen in our life, it won't shake us. It won't break us. People will ask, what's wrong with her? Why is she not upset? She almost lost her boy and now she don't have her house. No, I'm fine because God's peace and joy is in me. You could go to the doctor. The doctor say you have cancer. You're not worried about it because God, joy and peace is in you. You can go to your job and the job can let you go, but it doesn't bother you because God's peace and joy is in you. And how we get this peace and joy is when we seek him, when we praise him, when we communicate with him on a deeper level. Let's look at our second um, reference verse. Second reference verse comes from 60, Psalm 63 and 1. You would think I kind of, um, I try to get the references from 
different parts of the Bible, but these references work out great for this particular topic. Psalm 63 and 1. Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly seek, search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in the parched and weary land where there is no water. Our body should be like a like a person that's thirsty and hungry. We're hungry to eat the word. We're thirsty to get next to the living water so he can feed us. Because we're parched in a, in a land like this, in earth, where there's no peace, where there's little to no love, where there's people going out just to harm people, just for spite. People are watching people on, on TV or on, on their phones fight. People are fighting just to look at you. You know, it's, it's, it's no peace here. But when we get home and we get in our private time, we can seek that peace. We can seek that love. We don't have to be what we see on TV. We don't have to be what we see on our phones. We can be different. But in order for us to be different, we must earnestly search for God. And our souls must thirst for him. It says my whole body longs for you. Where there's no water. Our body needs to long for the Lord. Our soul longs for him. The whole entire time I was out in the world, I didn't realize that. That's what my soul wanted. That's why I was uneasy. That's why I was always going, 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 going. It's because my soul was trying to search for my maker. My soul wanted a connection with my maker, and I didn't want it. But when we become children of God, the thirst that we have, the loneliness we have is so different. It's so different than anything we could ever want. It, like um, the other day, I wanted lemonade from this, this, this restaurant. It was 10 minutes out. I drove way over there for a large cup of lemonade because I wanted it so badly. That's how we should be about God. We should go to extra depths and extra time, spend 10 extra minutes, 30 extra minutes connecting with God because our soul longs for it. Our body needs it in a dry season or any season that you're going through. Your body is going to crave the attention from your maker and you must yield to it. You must because you're going to you're not going to be able to get out of this type of season with just words or just randomly Guessing what you think the Lord won't. No, you must connect with him through this season. It's paramount that you do. Let's look at our last um, reference. Go to John 7. Go to John 7. Verse 38. Still in the NLT. These pages are getting me. I'm there, but the pages are getting me. Okay. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink, for scripture declares, river of living water will flow from them, from his heart. Let's go back at the top. Anyone who believes in me may come drink. Anyone, any child of God can come to God at any time, day or night, and say, Father, I need you. Father, I'm going through. I don't understand what, what's going on. And he's going to tell you, well, well, you're going through a season in your life. I want you to grow. I want to nourish you more. I want you to get in your word more. I want you to pray. I want you to seek my face. Anyone that's his children can come to him and drink of the living water. Isn't that amazing? Because you can't call people late at night 
You can't call people's jobs and ask for help. You can't be in the hospital and call someone during early morning and say, hey, I need you. But the father, when you're his child, you can go to him day or night and you can drink of the living water and that living water will give you peace. The Shemite woman knew where her peace came from. The Shemite woman knew who she can trust. She didn't blink an eye. She didn't stop. She gathered her stuff. She left for seven years. And for seven years, she thought, she probably was thinking when she came back, I'm going to have to fight to get my land back. I'm going to have to fight to get my home back. But because they was already talking about her, about the amazing thing that Elijah did, that God used Elijah to do. When she came up, it was perfect timing. And they they immediately applied someone to her case. And they were like, you can have it. You can have your land back. You can have your house back. I bet she was so elated to know that these things that she didn't have to fight for because of her obedience. When we're disobedient, we have to fight. When we're disobedient, things don't feel right. Remember King Saul? When he was disobedient, it was nothing he could do to be comfortable. One time he tried to kill David. Another time um, they, he had music to play to, to taper down this, this, this spirit that was attacking him. And the spirit was attacking him because he was uneasy. He was off the will of God. The reason why he went to the, the, the witch um, in another country, because he outlawed all the witches. So he couldn't get anyone else to talk to him about everything. So he decided to get this witch to bring up Samuel from the dead. And even Samuel was surprised. Samuel was like, what are you doing? He's like, I just need some help. <laughs> but Saul knew he was in the wrong, so he didn't go to God. But that's the thing that Saul didn't know is that when we are in the wrong, it's nothing to be shameful of. Go to God and say, God, I'm sorry. I have to go to God sometime like that. I have to say, God, I'm sorry. I, I totally went off script. I'm sorry. But Saul was so stuck on trying to get the kingdom from David when he must have didn't understand when it said it was torn, that he wasn't getting it back. He wasn't getting it back because it wasn't his disobedience. Do you see how disobedience work in one area and obedience work in another area? She was giving it back. But because Saul was so disobedient and so prideful, he didn't get it back. He didn't get his kingdom back. Disobedience and obedience, it can cause us in mere seconds to lose something that's important. It's simply, which one are you going to pick? God's not going to make you pick. He's going to tell you, hey, I'm telling you to leave that alone, but you keep going. Hey, I told you not to talk to her, but you keep talking to her. When he give us direction. And he tells us what to do. It's up to us to be obedient or disobedient. So which one would we be? Would we be like the Shemagite woman? Be obedient and leave. Or would we be like Paul? Continue to get deeper and deeper into sin. Because I'm going to tell you this much. Disobedience never ends right for no one. It ends right for no one. Disobedience would take you down the road. With God that you're not going to want to be on. And when you're a child of God. And you're walking in a light. Obedience is the true ingredient. For a relationship with him. 
we're going to end there. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the devotional. I enjoyed it. Um, I think this devotional was more so about obedience in a season that you're in more so than the season itself. Because a lot of times when people are in a season because they're scared, they get so wrapped up into how can I fix this? So they go into this downward spiral of trying to fix something that they can't fix. The only thing God is asking them to do is come back. Or they, they get so deep into what their own thoughts are that they lose control and they get off the will of God. See, when we're in these seasons, these seasons are built to teach us something. These seasons are built to change us. It's up to us to take these moments that we're giving to change. And in order to change, we must apply the word of God, pray, meditate, and worship him. And when we do this, it all connects up and allows us to have this, this great relationship with God. And he's able to walk with us. He's able to help us tear down the, the thoughts and the, the plans and schemes of the enemy. He's able to help us combat our, our fleshly ways. He's able to help us stay connected with him. He's able to help us stay connected in his word. He's able to help our schedule to be clear so we can get into our word. If your schedule is not clear and you, you feel like every time you get ready to read a word, here comes something. Ask God, God, I want to read my word. But for every time I try to read my word, my phone rings or something happens. Can you help me clear my time? And when he clear that time, do not pick up a game. Do not turn on Netflix. Pick up your word of God because he's allowing you to do that so he may speak to you clearly. Because knowing half of what God's will is, is just as much as just just as much as the as this mm, sorry is <laughs> just as the as is just as disobedient as not listening to Him. So I'll repeat that: getting half of God's will or listening to half of what God wants is just as the disobedient as not listening at all. Stay obedient. I'm going to post these steps. If you want these steps sent to you, I will send them to you. But always stay connected with God and trust the process. Y'all have a blessed day. Thank you. Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. Okay, bye.